Welcome to Egg Foo. What? The only podcast and best podcast about people eating stuff. Is that the correct subtitle? <laughs> Welcome once again to Egg Foo. What? I'm Greg. That Mike last yours to say the name of the show, which let's be honest, you should know by now, but if you don't, you don't. Uh, you got through almost the last syllable with the what, and then it's like you you stopped. So, just something to work on this week. Okay, <laughs> little self improvement. And this week's dish, we feature the uh, mushu category. Uh, this is my first experience with mushu. Mm-hmm. I went with the mushu shrimp. Interesting. Your yours the picture of yours looks like some fancy Hawaiian <laughs> fantasy dish from the 50s. Like yeah, my my actual dish. I the, the, was, the you, images I use for yeah, the images I use for the podcast are just taken from the internet oh, for so some you reason. Get, you get me every week with that. Yeah. You should next week you should just pop up an image of like Catherine Bach or something <laughs> and make me think that's what you, that's who you're with right now. Instead I want to give a general idea of what uh, my dish looked like. Actually, this yeah, that, dish... that looks like Mushu at uh, a picture at Obama's house in Hawaii. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. Delightful. Actually, my Mushu didn't even come with rice. Did yours come with rice? No. No. Yeah. So so this photo is like a super fancy Mushu, yeah. I think. Yeah. Very, very well put together. You went with the Mushu chicken? Pork. Pork. Okay. Yeah. Or as I call it, uh, mushrooms. <laughs> and let me, right. let, me say, let me say this before we get started. Uh, when you say, do you mushu? Yeah. It's a little, uh, how do I say this? You know, like the, the balls go up into the body. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. But when you do it over text, <laughs> do you mushu? That's uh-huh. next level. And I'm speaking of someone, hey, I wish... I wish all dudes were gay so I could have all the women to myself. But something about another guy saying, do you mushu is the exact same as another guy texting you something like, uh, hey, you. You'd be a little like, what? I'm trying to I'm trying to create a catchphrase. Well, try not to be so sexy with it. <laughs> and that's something well, we that, that's, that's how you sell it. General. That's how you sell it. Right. You got to you got to sell it. So yeah, I don't if, think if somebody if, nobody's buying sex off us. Nobody, <laughs> no, yeah. Even this is this is audio only. That's true. And, and nobody, <laughs> and still, we're not selling sex. Yeah. Sorry. And when when they do see us eventually, it might be even worse. <laughs> so we don't want to put anybody off their food. No, no, no. The food itself is bad enough. Let's not be over the top. <laughs> oh, no. You had another bad experience, dude. This might be worse than the broccoli. Did you oh see God. the picture? It's all oh, mushrooms. I, I didn't see your picture. All right, let me yeah, let me look at your picture. It's it's it's. I open it. It's all mushrooms. I had to pick through. I started get a couple of pieces of pork. Couldn't taste anything because it's just tastes like fungus. It's just, and I and I did it different place this time. Yeah, you're 100 right. That place I was using, but th- and then this is just a hot pile. A disgusting steaming pile oh, of mushroom turds. I don't understand it. All right. Uh, you'll have to resend that photo. Did, did you send it on a text? 
or Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll resend it then. Okay. I'll text it. I didn't see any evidence of uh, mushrooms in mine, strangely enough. I would describe mine really? as, as a, um, it was like the uh, stuffing Ooh. from a uh, egg roll, sort of uh, lumped together. Uh, right. I guess there's a lot of cabbage in there, uh, shallots, corn, not corn, um, uh, carrots. Mine had carrots in it. It was crunchy. Um, How do you have no mushrooms and mine is all mushrooms? Yeah, I guess we're getting different uh, variations on the recipe. Um, I did look online just to sort of verify the ingredients. Um, one of the uh, recipes I saw did include mushrooms. So yours may be truer to what it's supposed to be than mine. Um, but I'll say this. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, very well, let's much. Let's yours first. Let's start on a positive note. <laughs> you know, that's not really starting on a positive note. All right. Let, let's talk about yours a little bit. Okay. I'll, I'll text uh, you mine. Is yours going to look amazing? Yours actually doesn't look that bad to me. I don't know yeah, why that looks terrible mushrooms. to you. You're one of those truffle pigs that love digging through mushrooms. <laughs> Is that where truffles are found? I mean, yours doesn't look that different than mine, I don't think. I just sent you mine. Did you text it or did you send it via text? I texted it. Like on a, on a phone? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, su I'm super oh, sophisticated go. now. Okay. Uh, yours has shrimp. Okay. Uh, yours still looks a little better than mine. Yours, I'll be honest, doesn't look great either. Uh -huh. But it's not drenched and covered in every mushroom on God's green earth. Okay. Uh, now you're not a you're not a mushroom guy. I hate mushroom. I'm, I'm hate allergic mushroom. to. I told you, I'm allergic <laughs> to that to them. I got to get a list of all of your uh, allergies. I think it's just shellfish and, and mushrooms. And to be honest, I'm lying about both. I just hate them. They're, they're disgusting. I cannot <laughs> eat them. So I tell people I'm allergic because otherwise they don't believe you. I had to learn that the hard way as a picky eater at yeah. restaurants. If you don't tell them, if you just tell them, like, uh, let's say you don't like cheese on your burger because you're true, an animal. The true test of a picky eater, though, is somebody who doesn't like onions. Do you dislike onions, too? I don't. Well, I don't love cooked. I don't like cooked onions. Uh -huh. But I love raw onion. <laughs> okay. What's the what's the what's your? And there's no real difference, actually. I mean, I I think uh, I think because I'm such a texture guy. Uh huh. Yeah, your texture, texture guy. Of the caramelized onion. Uh huh. A little much. So you had a bad experience. How much did you eat? I mean, I I I feel like you're dumping half of these. I'm these dumping dishes. at least half. Yeah, I, I picked through to try to get a vibe of it. At least try to have something to say about it, other than it's a fucking abomination. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just it was. But uh, this might I can't believe I'm saying this, but the broccoli from two weeks ago might have been three might have been better. Wow. Because yeah. I I was this this dish had a, a bunch of what I'm calling unidentifiables. Why well, hey, yikes! <laughs> just funny because in the in the mix, you know, I, I, I is mushu is even though I never had it, 
I do feel like it's one of those Chinese menu item terms I've heard a million times. So I thought it would be a little more. I don't know. Do people? Do most people love mushrooms? And I'm the one that's crazy, or? No, I lo- I love mushrooms, and, and could have yeah. uh, it, w- it would have been a nice addition to mine. I don't think there was one mushroom in mine. Um, so we had very different recipes. Mm-hmm. Although, like I said, I, I see that it's included on the, online in some of the recipes. Was yeah. the pork at least uh, appetizing? The pork was all right, but it's different pork than. Uh, the pork. I also ordered pork fried rice, and the fried rice is fantastic. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but the chunks of the pork in the fried rice. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this. They are. <laughs> no, I know where you're going. They're delicious, <laughs> but they're too big. They were too big in the the, the entree. Chunks of pork. I got, I had to kind of tear in half, and but but they take but they're but it's fantastic. But for some reason, the pork in the mushu. It's like shredded and it's just already, it's like when you're a kid and you're a good kid, but you get caught up with another bad kid and you want to be his friend, uh, but because he taints you, now you're a bad kid. That's the way it went with uh, the pork and the mushrooms. <laughs> pork was probably okay. Uh-huh. Then it has to make friends with the dopey fucking mushrooms and ruins the fucking pork. Uh-huh. Which is a shame because the fried this is the best fried rice I've had with or without the pork uh, since we started. Okay, so I usually I usually get a little bit of fried rice on the side just to you know reset my palate. (laughs) (laughs) Write that write that down, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, a cleansing uh, pork fried rice. Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. It's the sherbet of. uh, But I I I, I'm taking this as a positive for the restaurant you went to. That, that at least there's something a little, you know, an improvement uh, yeah. in what you're getting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's tough for, to fuck up fried rice. Yeah. But <laughs> I was going to say it's tough for a Chinese restaurant to mess up fried rice, but that's probably racist. So I decided not to say that. You're uh-huh. welcome. Can't cancel me, motherfuckers. And but yeah, the fried rice is fantastic. So, but that's you know. Now the, the vegetables. The vegetables, that, other than the, the mushrooms, yeah, they were they were fine. There were like some barely crunchy. Were they crisp? They were crisp. They were crispy, but yeah. again, just tainted by the mushrooms everywhere. I, I'm picturing you picking the mushrooms out as you go I, along. I tried. Was there a little pile? I mean, can we get photo evidence of the pile of mushrooms on the side of your plate? No, I threw it. Is away. it gone? It's gone. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was trying to pick through the mushrooms, but there's big mushrooms. And so you think, oh, I can just get rid of these. Uh, but then there's a million tiny mushrooms. And it's like, I don't, you know, I have a full time job. I can't be, I can't spend all night picking through these fucking mushrooms. Uh, um, yeah, horrible. I, I had a couple other questions because this dish had a, it threw me for a loop with a couple things. Okay. I mean, I got a roll. And it, it looked like it was a, uh, uh, it looked like a crawler in a, an aluminum foil. And that like, is very interesting. I'm like, what is this thing? Did I you got get that? Thing. I got, I got, they look like a uh, little tortilla wraps or whatever. Tortilla. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so I'm like, my first thing thinks was, instinct was great. I'm going to wrap my fried rice up. Uh-huh. But then I guess it's for the <laughs> oh, mushu yeah. pork, but why is the mushu pork any different than the other dish? So why don't they just send out the uh, the 
the tortillas with everything. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But here's the thing. So I got a, a bunch of them. And, and I'm like, what is, you know? So I, I, I laid one on my plate, scooped out some of the mushu. Mm-hmm. And I was going to try and, you know, do you know, roll it up, you know, like a tortilla mm-hmm. and uh, have at it. But uh, oh, it was very geez. thin. Mine were very thin. Yeah, they're very thin. The, the tortillas thin. or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if you'd call them tortillas. Yeah, they're super thin. Yeah. So it, even if you were going to do that, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, setting you up for disaster. A little weird. Because it didn't hold together. But unlike the mushu pork itself the tortillas were at least edible as well as the foil they gave yeah, but in. there was no no flavor i mean it, i felt like i was eating paper yeah yeah, it, yeah. so you know? yeah so then i was like well this is just a delivery system why is it specific to this dish when they all yeah. could p- work perfectly fine with it you know right so, so that, that threw me for a loop yeah and then, that was then, weird did you get that sort of thick sauce i got I got some. I didn't even open the sauce. It looked like the sauce that comes with uh, dumplings, not soy sauce, but whatever that other sauce is. Uh, uh-huh. I only kind of like soy sauce. I don't really mess with that other sauce. I threw it away. I assume that's what it was. Is that what you got? Yeah, I got I got a a thicker sauce. I actually ended up getting dumplings together. I got I got dumplings with mm-hmm. this as well. So you're saying that dumplings comes with two different sauces? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I got dumplings too. I haven't even looked at them. That's right. That's the dumpling sauce. I don't think mine, I don't think any sauce came with mine. And now that you've jogged my memory, uh, they it was listed that it would come with plum sauce. Yeah. Which kicked in a little PTSD. Uh, <laughs> whereas I, I, I mentioned it probably in that first episode. You probably don't remember, but. The only deal breaker with Egg Foo Young is if when they send you the sauce and the sauce is what they would call a plum sauce. Okay. Like purple or it's disgusting. <laughs> and so I saw, I was like, plum sauce. I was like, ooh, strike one. <laughs> I was like, way to go, Mike. Idiot. <laughs> and, uh, but, but who cares? I would just have it on the side anyway. And uh, yeah, now they mentioned it, it, it didn't, uh, I didn't get any uh, quote unquote plum sauce. So, so I, 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 I guess it was plum sauce. I've never had plum sauce before, so mm-hmm. uh, it was entirely new to me. My first uh, looking at it and how it was like thicker than the soy sauce for the dumplings. Yeah. I thought this was something that had been left in the freezer and hadn't hadn't thought out enough. <laughs> I, like, I thought it was semi-frozen. I thought it was, like, like, it was like semi-frozen, like semi-frozen soy sauce. Like your heart, Michaelis? <laughs> yeah, like my heart. So I was thoroughly confused, but yeah. I then I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, this is probably for the meal. So I tried it and um, it was uh, sweet. I guess uh, I, I'm not having what you want with Chinese food. Sweet. It's like, Ugh. yeah, it was a little sweet. Is, is that the plum sauce that you remember? It was kind of a sweet. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. It's, that's it's got that hoisin sauce in it or whatever. Can we, can we make an official open letter to, to China to China right now? Uh, dear China, <laughs> knock it off with the plum sauce. <laughs> Nobody fucking likes it. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I used it but sparingly up, because I, I didn't know what a... sort of I didn't know what it was going to taste like. I, I'm, I'm standing up for us right now. I'm taking a stand, bro. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm, I can't. I can't. We have some for, I can't call for a boycott on, on it. Some people might like it. 
It's uh, like I said, it had like a sweet. I'm not calling for a boycott. I'm calling for a shutdown in production. Two different things. (laughs) All right. I'm appealing to China right now. If you're listening, and enough with the plum sauce. Nobody likes it. (laughs) Mike, Mike is you're sitting there going, maybe I kind of like you being nice. You're a nice guy. Great. Here's my other question though that's never occurred to me before, because I. I love dumplings, pork dumplings, and they always do come with those sauces. But to me, they're like an inferior version of soy sauce. So if I do use anything, I just use soy sauce. Why don't people just use soy sauce with dumplings? Why do they have this special, slightly different, just slightly enough to be its own sauce? sauce? Well, that's a different experience than I'm used to. I usually just get the, uh, I guess it's the house soy sauce where it's not in the bags, it's in the cup with the lid. Right. That's not, you mean with dumplings? Yes. Yeah, that's not soy sauce. What is it then? I don't know. It's something, it's like sauce, soy sauce. It looks like soy sauce that has the same uh, viscosity. That's not the right word. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say, are we going to have to call in a lab technician to analyze what we get with I, the dumplings? I, I'm, I'm still not recovering from the uh, egg drop soup viscosity, by the way. Uh-huh. And uh, but it's not technically, it's not actually soy sauce. It's like its uh, own dumpling sauce. Okay, but well, this, but this you begs- said, but it's easy to think it's soy sauce. Sorry. This uh, this means that we should call in a third party. Uh, maybe for next week we'll do dumplings and fried wontons Ooh, oh that's a good one have you ever had fried wontons yes the always disappointing fried <laughs> wonton. well well i know what you're saying the roy rogers of chinese food <laughs> i know what you're saying because i've had the disappointing fried wontons always. but but i did have the successful fried wontons recently really yeah so i i well, can discuss me, both that, versions before you give the good news so when i think every time and i fall for this I, every time i have a shit experience with fried wontons i instantly have my brain wiped and i forget about it next time and i order them again <laughs> like men in black and you never learn i never learn and uh, it's like all you get is this crumbled up deep fried uh balled up apple core looking and then like a tiny barely peanut inside the m&m nugget of pork in the middle <laughs> Does that sound about right? Yeah, but I mean, it, it depends on the texture. When, when I've gotten the bad ones, it literally looks like they've thrown, you know, the wontons from the soup onto a skillet and let it right, sort right. of let it burn for a while. That's true. I've seen those too. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not like a truly fried wonton, which I had recently, which has like, you know, like the fried coating that you expect yeah. from all fried things. Yeah. You know? Like that first version you just said is okay. And as I picture them, sometimes you barely consider them to be quote unquote fried, right? Like right. they're just lightly, they just have enough of a brown mark to make it seem like it was cooked. Yeah. Uh, but fried, fried wontons are just, you chew on them, you gnaw on them, like you're a fucking dog with on a bone. And then maybe you get a little pork and then you're like, why did I fucking order this for $9? <laughs> And then the next time you walk right in, they're like, would you like uh-huh. some fried wontons? And you're like, of course I want fried wontons. Never well, I've had uh, somebody contacted me who wanted to be a guest when we discuss fried wontons okay. and dumplings. Is it Bill Clinton? So we'll have our first guest next week. 
He's got a uh, food podcast. Is it John Cleves? <laughs> What's that? Is it Bill Clinton? John <laughs> Cleves? Bill, Bill Clinton. I've been thinking about Linda Carter a lot lately. So if you could have her appear, yeah. that'd be great. He's a uh, fellow, yeah, that'd fellow be great. YouTuber. So right. uh, we'll now, what do is that his next area week? of expertise? What is he bringing to the table? <laughs> he's bringing to the table that he's a hearty eater and reviewer of food on YouTube. Okay. Well, that's good enough for me. You had me at hearty eater. You could have <laughs> right past. Uh, that's, that's actually it's the guy the guy who, who took the uh, egg foo uh challenge egg right. foo young challenge okay jerry uh that's a great that, little idea. Video, that little clip yeah yeah you mean our one fan yes mike i know <laughs> i remember yes you were catering to our one fan yeah yeah the one person who <laughs> he's, he's gonna be our first guest tiny so, iota so, interest so if you want to yes. be the second fan you could be our second guest just throwing it out there yeah we'll come to you <laughs> week six desperation uh-huh. starts creeping in all right so what's the rating what do you got a, as a rating here you're gonna rate it lower than uh what did i give the, bro- the broccoli and garlic sauce you gave that like a four or something right i gave that a one, <laughs> you gave it a one. i could not fa- i could i could not fathom a world in which more garbage disgusting vile a steaming turd of garbage i didn't think it could be and yet here we are only three weeks later i'm two weeks later i'm looking at it i i I cannot put this above even the broccoli i'm sorry okay i'm sorry to hear that i mean well it is your fault i didn't i didn't have the complete negative experience you had in fact i would say say this was one of the better dishes i've had even though certain things were confusing to me including those paper thin uh tortillas and the sauce yeah uh otherwise i i like the uh the crispness of the uh vegetables the shrimp i had were nice i thought you said uh, christmas i thought you said christmas christmas yeah christmas i was like mike mike's really stringing along a story here this is beautiful wow Christmas. i can feel it uncle. <laughs> i can feel it you know, I, I, I went in with, you know, I didn't even know what it was going to look like until I went looking for the image for the uh, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the image for the podcast, I kind of heaved a sigh of relief. I thought it was going to be some sort of heavy glaze or something. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't I that. Probably, I think that's what I kind of pictured. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to rate it evenly with uh, the Singapore rice noodle mm-hmm. and give it a 7.5. Wow. This is... I. I'm giving mine a 0.5. <laughs> I cannot imagine. Well, what did you give the broccoli? I gave, yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten that dish better at other places. I gave that, I don't know, like a, a six or something. It I was mean, lower this, than a Singapore rice noodle. This is a difference of seven whole points. That's a lot. Yeah, no, it is. It's hard but, to uh, feel like we're going to beat that, but this was just. When I thought about doing this with you, I knew there would be wildly swinging opinions between us. Yes. And I, I, I thought that would, that would keep things interesting instead of we're just sitting here. Oh, yeah, I liked it, too. I, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, I mean, how boring would that be? Yeah. Between, so I appreciate yeah, so between... your, your no holds barred yeah. uh, wow. descriptions. Thank you, Mike. Disgusting details. <laughs> is, is somebody up for a promotion? Is that what you're doing? What's happening here? <laughs> No, that's uh, that's. I agree. I, if if we like the same shit every time, it'd be, wouldn't be your 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 sexy way of saying "do you mushu" can only carry us <laughs> so long. 
in this podcast journey. Yeah. So I'm giving it 0.5. Okay. Did you get a uh, fortune, fortune cookie? cookie. Yeah. Fortune cookie time. Got to get a bumper. This isn't a very professional. <laughs> oh, listen to you, Mr. Professional. Well, we got to get a bumper. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Dr. Kenny and uh, appropriations, we're going to get some uh, bumpers up in here. Hey. Crack. Oh, there's a mushroom in here. Motherfucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got a good one. I don't believe a word of it, but yeah. I mean, it's yeah, nice right. that, that I, I got this fortune. Let's a little hear. late. A little late in the game. Is uh, that the fortune? A little late in the game, buddy? My, my fortune is a little late. My fortune is a little late in the game. It's uh, is that what it says. Prosperity. Hey, buddy, it's a little late in the game. <laughs> prosperity is in your future. Whoa! Yeah, that's nice. Mine is terrifying. <laughs> um, your courage. First of all, no. <laughs> your courage will guide you your future. Your courage will guide your future. Zero percent chance of that happening. <laughs> This, this is only a based on being with myself every second of my sentient life. That's the only reason I know this is not going to happen. This is a good segue into the fact that I, I finally, and I, you know, I apologize for this because I, I put it off so long. You did. I read your first book. Oh, Williams, Williamsburg rats. I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> Williamsburg rats. Let me check for that sale. Hold on. A Manny's tour of duty for only two ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I looked at that, Craig, and, and my heart sank. And I'm like, how how can anybody make any money doing this? They don't. Well, <laughs> exactly. It's resolved. Uh huh. Now there used to be something in publishing, and I have a little uh, familiar background with publishing. There used to be what they call vanity presses. Yeah, and you could publish your own book. You know, yeah, you, you're laying the money out, um, but I think you Amazon know, wiped all that out. Uh, but they'll produce a book for you. It was actually a guy, a guy at my uncle's bar, who uh, hit the lottery, and he used a portion of his lottery winnings to publish a book that he had written. Oh. oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you know, I I bought a copy from him. I think he was selling it for like ten bucks or whatever. American hero, Michael is. <laughs> I never got past like the first chapter. It wasn't that good, but um, I did enjoy your book. Thank you. I'm encouraging people to read it. Well, this is my first book. William yeah, Spiller. this is your first book. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a concentrated effort to read the second book as well so we can discuss it, which right. just came out. Just came out. Yeah. The Wedding Parties. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, I, I, I just sort of skimmed the first couple pages and it's very different i can see yep. than your first book which would you describe your first book as a memoir it's it's a memoir ish loosely ish based on facts uh probably more so than i'd like to admit <laughs> but uh -huh. yeah it's very mem a lot of it's it's very memoir yeah okay because yeah. You know, I'm familiar with a lot of the people who I think were uh, inspirations for characters in this book. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it felt like a memoir to me because, you know, a lot of the details I was familiar with, mm -hmm. uh, where you were living, 
in Brooklyn. You were in Williamsburg, the hub of hipster. Uh, one, one, two, one, one, dog. <laughs> give us, give us the years you were in, in Williamsburg. I got there. I got there January 1st, 1998. That is the 100th anniversary to the day of the five boroughs coming together like Voltron. Oh, really? Wow. And then I moved, I left on, so that's January 198. And I left on May 25th, uh, 2012. Okay. So yeah. Good year. So you were, you were there 14 years, right in the, the middle of the hipster. Right. Uh, yeah. It was, there was no revolution. That, let's say there was none of that. When I got there, it was like, Oh, don't go here. Don't go there. That's a bad block. That was two bars basically. And then like three weeks after I got there, I'm not saying it's all because of me. <laughs> That's for history to decide. Uh-huh. Uh, then it totally changed, obviously. It's a, but uh, but I was I was there. I was also there at the perfect age, uh, 25 to 39. Like I didn't want to be there when I was 40, living with roommates, uh, working on my amazing script playing. And I, I feel like everybody should live in New York during, at that age. So mm-hmm. I'm very lucky. You but know, yeah, I, I, I met I met you through a, a mutual friend. That's how yeah. I met you. Yeah, uh, probably I guess it was in, I met you. No, I, I think it, it was maybe a little earlier than that. Probably, probably right when I moved there. because You were already yeah. there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I think it was 98. You know, yeah, yeah you uh, I remember the first time I met you. Do you remember that <laughs> that Uh-oh. first meeting? Do you, Mushu? <laughs> uh, the first time we met, drag my memory. Well, I remember it, that. It, it's not hard to remember that we, we met under uh, drinking circumstances. Right. Uh, our after mutual Westbrook. friend and, and others from that same office mm-hmm. would often go out after work to have a few drinks. Yeah. And back when you so, could back when you could buy a beer in Manhattan. <laughs> so, you know, I was sort of half in the bag Uh-oh. already. And we were at some place. I can't remember what bar we were at in particular. We were sitting in a booth. I remember that it was. It wasn't our typical places. Okay. And um, and then uh, our mutual friend introduced you. Mm-hmm. And so I was sort of new to you. So you just started riffing. No. Yeah. You were you 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 felt like you had a new audience. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this guy doesn't know my material. It's new to somebody, bro. <laughs> and you just started riffing. I was I was having a ball, <laughs> you know. And uh I don't was think that I ever talked. Uh, was that at the uh, all you get all you could drink for ten dollars on Thursdays place? Oh, there were different places. I mean, you know, it didn't matter. We would find oh. places that were cheap yeah. to drink. You know, but remember that place ten dollars all you could drink on Thursdays? Yeah, I mean, you know, I had to get back to Bayonne. Well, you guys had to get back to Brooklyn, but mm-hmm. I mean, there well, were I, times I when I, I, you know, I, I barely made it that. back. You know, it was, it, you know, they were they were some of the. Uh, craziest drinking sessions that i've ever been a part of you were and a it's a good man, thing Mike. it's a good thing they shut that office down because i probably it probably would have killed me if, <laughs> if i if i continued for more more uh years at that place uh, so but anyway fun. so so we met and you know you're riffing you're giving me all the background mm-hmm. and um so yeah we got to know each other through that yep uh and then set up the book to tell the general setup of the book and what it's about so in 2006 our friend our friends had a baby 
And I just quit my job doing real estate. As I, and as I'm saying, I'm doing real estate. I'm doing it in quotes because I did not do real estate. And uh, you, you use a lot of air quotes in yeah. this book, almost to, you know, to the point where, it, it, you know, a lot of the air quotes don't even make sense to me. You know, it's like you could have left the quotes off, you know, and, and it would have meant the same thing. Wow. Wow. Mike, that, that's like, that's my one criticism. Jesus. <laughs> sounds like you were waiting on that when you just pounced. No, I'm just saying. Asia. I'm like this guy. This guy is nuts with the the air quotes, you know, the I literary air, air quotes. I say air quotes in the book. No, but but it's the the literary equivalent. Oh, because you're always quoting things, and it's that, you know I get it. It's, it's like sarcastic. You're being sarcastic with the quotes, right? But it's, a lot of times, even without the quotes, it it, it would have made the so same point. Well, it's still it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, uh, Mike. So Michael, sorry I, I interrupted. I could, if I can continue and make yes, my, continue. If I can make my and I quote point. <laughs> I uh, so yeah, our buddy had a baby, and I started. Uh, you know, after a couple of weeks, the the mother's got to go back to work, and so I had been babysitting every once in a while, and I was like, well, I guess I could watch him for a couple of weeks while I until I get a real job, until you find a real nanny or whatever. I thought it, you know, I thought it'd be a couple of weeks. And uh, long story short, uh, that turned into three years of me being a manny, male nanny, to this kid, starting when he was six weeks old, which is yeah. insane when you look back. Yeah, no. <laughs> Somebody when, left. When I saw it going down, child. I was like, is, is this going to work? I mean, an infant is heavy duty <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. And, and, and it comes across in the book. You yeah. really sort of like, I, you know, I could relate. I'm like, you know, I don't have any kids. I never had kids. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sort of with you along the way for this journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, wow, you know, uh, could I have pulled that off? You know, an infant, you know, six weeks. Uh, so makes no sense. Look, yeah, <laughs> but you, uh, you prevail with many, many, uh, very funny incidents yeah. along the way. And it's, um, a, it's a story about, <clears throat> about this guy as a manny and what that means and how it eventually compels him to realize he wants to kind of get his shit together and try to be a more of a responsible adult because eventually this kid's going to grow up and he doesn't want the kid to know he's a loser, blah, blah, blah. And alongside of it, I think, I hope you get a taste of Williamsburg as it was changing at the time. Williamsburg was definitely a bit of a character throughout the book um, as well. So. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I particularly enjoy since I I know where you lived. Mm -hmm. I had had that experience once. Yeah. And so every time you refer to it as a loft, I, I had to chuckle to myself because I don't know. I hear I hear the word loft, and I think of some fancy place in Soho. You know, mm -hmm. uh, a big open space. Yes, but a you know a very fancy type of uh, living arrangement. Mm -hmm. You know, by you know, bohemians, you know, jazz musicians, you know, yeah. ours, ours was a loft, but it was disgusting. <laughs> I would describe it as a converted warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your walls, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. What what, uh, you know, pass for walls in this uh, warehouse space right. was uh, like two by four sort of haphazardly nailed together. 
we built them ourselves. Thank you, Mike, for saying <laughs> and, it, and it was apparent. It was apparent that you'd built them yourself. Oh, thank you. You didn't have to say that. That's kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> it was no evidence that a con contractor had been, you know, solicited to do the, the con uh, that? construction work within this warehouse space. The, uh, it was about 4,000 square feet, but with all the shit packed in it, it was like 200 square feet. It was... Yeah, That's and when it. I'm reading it, I, I, I remember Larry. Yep. So uh, one of your roommates who yeah. had a uh, he's the one with the record collection, right? Larry? Yeah, D didn't Larry yeah, yeah, have he, the record collection? Uh, I mean he's got a great record collection. I don't I thought it took up about a quarter of the space. It took a it took a lot of a lot of space, yeah. That was Larry, right? Larry, yeah. Now Richard, is that his real name? It doesn't matter. But uh, Richard, in the book, you had you had two roommates. Yeah. And I, I couldn't really remember your second roommate. I don't know if I ever met him or maybe I, I met him very briefly and I forgot that you had uh, two roommates because I didn't I didn't see. I think the night I spent there, I think both of them were gone. Not Richard. Think... Frank. His name is Frank. Frank in the book. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Frank. I don't know Frank, where I got Richard Frank from. Frank is a terrible, horrible person. He somehow weaseled his way. He's one of these old New York sewer rats that are going to outlive nuclear attacks. I don't think he's ever lived anywhere, but he was this quote-unquote music promoter. Yeah. And it always could be... Number one, he just did not stop talking. He was the most... I got to come see the life shop. The life shops are playing there. And the guy, the guy don't beat the frat rat, they're playing. Never stop fucking talking. Never. He'd always be in mid-sentence when you'd enter the room, like he'd been just talking uh -huh. anyway. Never said, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Never said, what do you do with your life? <laughs> just you you turn the corner. Yeah, the Statues of Liberty are playing a trash bar. Trash bar's got the Liberties of Statues. They got the fried right. They got the... Now that you're describing him, I think I may have met this person like once at a bar. You might have, yeah. Yeah. Like three feet tall. Like a but, human. but he so wasn't there was when I spent the night. No. Uh, but anyway, there, there's there's a series. You know, I'll say this, Greg. You're you're very self-deprecating. But in this book, <clears throat> this poor guy. I mean, it's it's one humiliating scene after another. To the point where it's not so much self-deprecating; it's self-flagellating. I mean, you know, I know you. And I felt, I felt like, wow, you're, you're like really beating yourself up in this book. And, you know, you're not sort of giving yourself enough credit for what you were doing. I mean, it's there, yeah. but there's, well, there's, a, can, I mean, it's fair to say that the book includes a fair number of very humiliating experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm Very not much. I'm not being inaccurate in, in that description. No. no. So, you know, I'll say this. I enjoyed um, when you would go back, to, you know, to your childhood in Virginia. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't remember you ever really talking about so much about your family when we would go out. So I enjoyed a lot of that. Those stories. Yeah. And I thought. I thought actually those stories would sort of continue as a parallel mm -hmm. to what was going on in Brooklyn and then could be tied together. 
Hmm. Because, you know, you, you went through a lot with your family mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, you don't go into it in the book, but I know you personally and I know what you went through. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that could have been brought in to mm-hmm. like say, hey, wait, this, this guy's been through a lot and he's, he's doing this thing, this sort of great thing, helping a friend out. I do, you know, I did sort of, I mean, I guess oh. you didn't, you didn't really um, oh. find out what the market paid for nannies. Do you think no. you, were, you, you undersold yourself? Well, did you ever find out like what the going rate was for nannies at the time? Well, let me put it this way. Uh, when it, I, whenever I'd go to these things around the neighborhood with other nannies, uh, I, I was, I was hundred percent always the only white American. Uh-huh. So I have a feeling some of these other ladies weren't being paid that well either. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, I, I did get paid, uh, but I did want to say about the book, I did want to make it clear that when it came to actually being a Manny with the kid, uh, he was really good at that. Uh, he, everything else. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you know, we're getting all these humiliating he, scenes. He is, really, he, he is really good with this kid, and he is tr- trying to get his life put together a little bit uh, mm-hmm. by the end hopefully yeah yeah now that comes through but i i just thought you know we could have been spared some of the uh humiliating experiences all right Too know, to sort all of right. even it out because it, it felt like you know on the scale you know you had this good thing this great thing you're doing stepping up mm-hmm. and do, helping out with uh the child care right. and then you have the humiliating scenes on the other hand and it seemed like they outweighed the goodness I got to no. tell you, Mike, you are selling books right now. <laughs> I would not but, have thought of this strategy, no. but you are. I, I want to do. Genius. I want to. I want to sell some books with a moment. <laughs> a moment in the book where I was. I was. I think I was vaguely familiar with this story from the past, uh-huh. but it it was to have it laid out on the page again it was cracking me up. Uh, this this occurs in uh, chapter thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Where. <laughs> Where you want to set it up, where you uh, a friend of yours encourages you to join a gym, uh-huh. and uh, so you know you go you go to a gym with her early in the morning. Oh yeah, and it's like your first time back at the gym. Yeah, and then uh, the next day you are crippled in pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah. So yeah, through my I somehow threw my back out for the first time ever and only time, knock on wood. And it was horrifying. I, I could not move literally for two days. And by that, I mean, I couldn't move. Like if the building was on fire, I'm sorry, if my loft was on fire, uh-huh. I would have to just lie there and get eaten up by. It was awful. I've never, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I've, I've only had back pain like once in my life too. It was it wasn't as bad as what you described, but it, it, it's unpleasant because you can't sleep. You literally yeah. can't move. Yeah, you, you're you're immobilized. This was extreme. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and so then I was just lying in bed all week, and I, I remember I tried to tried to go tried to I had to whiz. I tried to guide it in such a way that it would. Well, let, let me let me do. I've got I've got the I've got the the, the passage right in front of me. Oh, okay. So yeah, you, you're crippled in pain, 
you're crippled in pain in the bed, in the bed, and then you realize you have to use the bathroom. And now I'm uh, going to read the passage that I found hysterical. <laughs> I fumbled around in the dark and found nothing resembling a cup or a bottle that I could use as a urinal. Then it occurred to me that since switching to the less freezing end of our loft, thanks to Frank's implausible snoring, I no, no longer needed two comforters to stave off the loss of extremities. Hell, one comforter I needed to throw out anyway. I bought it the same day many years before that I bought my fearless garnet bath towel. I decided to arrange the about to be trash comforter around my nether regions to <laughs> soak up the piss like a sponge without getting a drop on the bed. Now, now I'm going to break here. I mean, this kind of thinking is just kind of, I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever have thought of something like this before, that, well, but I was never in a dire situation. Yeah, you I was going to say, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, dire. That was <laughs> final solutions. I was out of solutions. I was out of ideas. So back to the that passage. That was my best one. <laughs> And then I'd leave it on the floor by my bed to be dispatched within the next few hours or so, by which time I'd truly be up and about and back on the front lines of being an amazingly productive citizen. <laughs> Making sure the comforter and my penis were perfectly set up for launch, I laid my head back and let it fly. At that exact moment, a spasm of pain hit my back and had me screaming like a banshee. I lost all control of my apparatus which then took leave of its mission and lurched about with an objective all of its own, spraying both me and the bed like a, like a drunken lawn sprinkler. <laughs> That's good. After the pain finally abated, I gripped my treacherous friend and shoved it back into the comfort of her, <laughs> where it immediately found a fold into which it released a, <laughs> a rivulet of urine that flowed into the opening, the raised portion of my lower back, offered and spread uh -oh. as far up my back as it could go yeah. which was all the way to my neck yeah <laughs> uh, what a nice moment uh, some people have their weddings and some people watch the births of the children i have my lying in bed basting in my own urine to catalog under great memories that's what life was about after all moments Moments you shouldn't let go by without stepping back and let it all soak in, whether you wanted it or you wanted it to or not. So, yeah, that uh, life lesson, that had bro. me laughing. I mean, life lesson. I'm glad you like that. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, 300 pages and you picked out me pissing myself. <laughs> but wait you a know. second. OK, all right. before the show, I said I, I, I wanted to uh, talk about the book. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, I wanted to read from my favorite passage. Nice. And you, you, you picked out exactly what it was. I, I knew I, I had a feeling. Yeah. Right away. I was like, oh, I think I know what he's talking about. <laughs> <coughs> you know me. <laughs> but well, uh, look, yeah, we, no. Uh, so we, we rate. Sorry, go ahead. No, so, I mean, yeah, I, I was laughing. I mean, I, you know. Uh, there are there are funny bits in this thing, so I encourage everybody to give it a a, a read. Once you get into it, it goes. Um, I mean, uh, as far as uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to the person who's writing this as a character, uh, giving you the benefit of the doubt, because uh, it sort of reminded me of us almost as a, a cross between Ignatius Riley. Mm -hmm. 
from a, a confederacy, confederacy of dunces and uh, Chris Farley's character <laughs> who lives in a van down by the river. That's not that's not bad. Actually. <laughs> I, I want to be miffed because you're 100 percent right. I, I hate this about the Ignatius Riley. I hated that book. I hated that character. But when you say that, it's like, yeah, it's not. But but the uh, the second part makes total sense. <laughs> Yeah, and I know, I know, I know that you're not the first person I've heard say. I haven't read uh, a Confederacy of Dunces since it came out. Yeah, I, I think I should reread it. But yeah. you're not the first person I've heard who say they don't enjoy it because they don't like that character. Which is uh, funny because for 20 years, everybody, you got to read. Oh, you'd love. You have to read. Uh -huh. You'd love it. So I finally read it, and I'm like, oh, does everybody else think I'm a fucking asshole too? Everybody else thinks I'm a dick. <laughs> Great. Great. No, I, I, I most moving I, intervention ever. See, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, see, I wouldn't encourage you to read that book because what people would actually say that to you. They, they said that you reminded them of that character. Well, they, they will just say that they'd be very like of all the books in the world, you have to read this. You know, and it's not like I'm from New Orleans and I saw hot dogs from a cart. So it has to be. <laughs> no, you know, no. I, if I were, I don't generally push that book on people, but uh, I would push it because it's funny. I mean, it. I remember finding it funny. You didn't. You didn't think it was funny. No. No. Okay. Let's get back to how funny Williamsburg Rats is. <laughs> I mean, we've depressed people enough. Now let's remind them it's funny. It is funny, and that's why I, I wanted to read the funniest moment as a. Uh, a reason people can uh, check it out because uh, uh, yeah. I that was a generally and, and, and saying all these and the nice nice things and I'm looking forward to you reading the wedding parties as well. I'm looking okay. forward to that. So. But if you had to give uh, Williamsburg rats a one through ten, like we do the Chinese food, <laughs> that's a that's a you know it's it's um oh boy. yeah I'll give it an eight. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Singapore rice noodles territory. Yeah. Um, it helps that, you know, I have a little more uh, connection to it because I know you and I know the character. I know the people behind some of the characters. Yeah. So uh, it really had that going for me, too. You know, I'm like, oh, that's, the, this, is so -and -so and this is so and so and this is so and so. You know, I wish I, I think, you know, one of our biggest adventures together. I think this I think people would enjoy this, <laughs> although I think your memory of it is, is you know, not very. Uh, strong. I think it, it occurred before you wrote the book, right? And I'm I'm referring oh, when, when to our to Asbury Park. Yeah, I'm referring. Oh, yeah, that to... was like that was 2000. Uh, All right. So when when did you finish the book? I wrote the book uh, 2010ish. Oh, okay. And so I didn't publish it until 2015. So you could have used that anecdote, right? You want you want screen time, Mike? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you I, I, was, I, I thought maybe. I thought Mike, maybe I'd get Greg, a cameo I want you in to this make book. Make me a goddamn star. You know, if I had a cameo in this book, I would have gave it a nine. Well, yeah. I got news for you. If all these great reviews keep come pouring in, <laughs> there might be another book. But I, mean, uh, I, just, I just made a sale three years ago, so <laughs> things look good. Things are looking good. But our our classic story uh, involves a. Uh, trip to uh, the Stone Pony in Asbury Park, uh, or Asbury Park, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. And uh, what year was that? I'm bad I, with I, the years. I think it was December of 2000. It was December 2000. Yeah. 
I didn't think it was like cold, but but what did we just we lucked out? It wasn't that cold that day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we didn't walk through. Oh, actually, no. Now that now that you mention it, yeah, it was cold because I spent a a night on the floor in a seedy motel, all right, all <laughs> rather right. than just driving home. Let's not give it all away. <laughs> we do have to sell something. In my so anyway, day. we were going to see Marah. Who, uh, you know, Greg more so than myself, even though I, I got to know uh, the Blanco brothers from Mara when they were living in Brooklyn, Dave and uh, Serge. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave has a cameo in the book. Don't be jealous. <laughs> Michael, come on. Don't be like He's that. a rock star. Do you? <laughs> so anyway, Marah was opening for Steve Earle, who I like a lot. I like Marah, too. So it was a, a, a nice bill at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. And I was going to give Greg and didn't we end up uh, two strangers? Uh, the two, uh, yeah, the two ladies, one from England. Uh-huh. And another lady and Ope, I think, right? Ope was no, I don't think Ope was in the car. Okay. I had I had four people in the back seat. Um, no, no, maybe you're right. Maybe it was. Maybe. Um, All right. Okay. So three in the back and, and Ope in front. Okay. All right. That yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. And the girls in the back. <laughs> yeah, you and the girls. And, you're and you're leaving something friend, out. You and, and the girls. Jack Daniels. <laughs> no, I think it was Southern Comfort. Oh. You brought right, he, he, class it up a little bit. Greg, Greg, Greg brings a pint of, of Southern Comfort that he's mm. going to drink in the car yeah, as boy. we're headed down to Asbury Park from Bayonne. And I'm like, man? when I see the, him flash the bottle, I'm like, what am I back in high school? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you're going to drink in my car. I should have just taken the bottle from you and thrown it out. You know, it should have been a responsible uh, adult. And that was that was my mistake, because by the time we hit Asbury Park, which is about an hour ride, the pint was gone. I don't think that the ladies Hmm. drank very much of the Southern Comfort, leaving most of it to yours truly. Conjecture. (laughs) Conjecture. Well, it's circumstantial evidence because we get into the bar. And I'll give you this much. You, you, you lasted until Marah hit the stage. Thank now, w- when Marah hit the stage, I saw something that I've never seen at a concert. Uh-oh. We were standing towards the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to be in front of the stage. Love the band. <laughs> you love the band. Me. And I should emphasize that you're a big man. Yeah. Tall, big and, of appetites, and big of appetites. <sighs> and you, you literally went through this crowd. I say like, literally, okay. like the proverbial bull in a china shop. Oh. I've never seen just like a crowd sort of open up as you plowed now. as you plowed through the crowd. That's, right. That's what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, this isn't going to be good. And security took notice of this. The whole room could see what what had just happened. I don't know if people fell over or, but people were shocked. 
They're as fine. you as you made your way towards the stage. There's no problem. They're fine. And, <laughs> and then security was on you in a heartbeat. And next thing you know, you are thrown out of the stone pony. Yeah, it was cold that night. <laughs> okay, now it's coming back. Yeah, now it's coming back. Okay. So you get thrown out. And I don't even think, did they even play a song? I mean, it, it was very early in the set. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So you like get... Enough, my presence. You get tossed out. Hmm. Asked to leave, respectfully. <laughs> well, and now we're like that. looking around like, what did he just do? I mean, we're going to be here for a couple more hours. I mean, are we going to all go out because our friend got tossed out with his uh, insane drunken behavior? <laughs> and we we collectively said no. <laughs> That's right. As, Asbury Park was quite cold on <laughs> December night. I mean, we paid for the tickets. Right. You know, there was money involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and there is a, uh, back then, uh, the Stone Pony Annex was right next door, which was just a, a, a small bar. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in our minds, we're like, well, okay, well, he's got a place to stay. It's not like he has to go stand on the boardwalk and die of exposure. I don't need no help. <laughs> so we assumed he would be okay. He, he would take shelter in the bar next door. Well, you know, then Steve Earle uh, takes the stage and we see, uh, I guess, some some of the musicians came from outside. So we see the door open, the same door that Greg had been tossed out of. And there's Greg. <laughs> he's, like, he, he's trying the old bums rush from the outside. He's trying to sneak back in. I, well, I was cleverer than that. I, I, I grabbed some equipment and acted like I was helping the band. Carry oh, I, see, I didn't even see the equipment in your hand. I mean, so no, you, 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 you try to uh, be a roadie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, I think Dave, I think Dave helped me out. Uh, he was trying to hook me up, pretending to be a roadie for Steve Earl to get back in. I think he, tr- he helped me with that. So. Oh, he did try to help you. Okay. So he was a better friend than we were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> to be clear. Yeah. But uh, you were thwarted uh, at the door again. But- with extreme so, so we, still thinking about that lawsuit, by the way, as <laughs> jerks. We we can still look see out, you be look out, Jersey cops being rebuffed at the door. Mm. So you didn't make I it don't back forgive, in, nor forget. <laughs> so we you didn't make it back in. Long story short, and uh, so the show ends, and we, and now we have to find Greg. We go to uh, the annex. He's not there. Mm-mm, mystery man. And then uh, one of our party, actually one of the characters from Williamsburg Rats, uh, she suggested that we go to the police station. Responsible. Yes. So uh, I drove her to the police station. You know, this is one o'clock in the morning or so. Get some Uh, fresh air, night air. Good for you. Good for you, Mike. One o'clock in the morning going to the Asbury Park police station. And we round a corner. We almost bump into somebody coming out. And uh, our, mutual, detail, Mike. <laughs> our mutual friend decides that, like, she's this is a time to have, you know, just become a jokester. Uh-oh. And her, her opening line to this guy was, 
you just get out. Nice. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just like, really? Is this, you know, like we're going to get into a fight right here. Like anyway, it. fortunately, we didn't. Line. We didn't get into a fight. And um, we go into the police station, which was quite unusual, where the police are literally behind uh, bulletproof glass. Irony. And and the uh, the lobby is using being used as a homeless shelter. Hmm. There are bodies all over the floor. I mean, it was a strange scene. So we uh, speak through the glass to uh, a police officer and uh, we ask about you. Hey. And and we what we learn is that you were put on a train. <laughs> you were run out of Asbury Park Press <laughs> on like a train some outlaw in a Western. Yeah. Uh, I just went on down the road a piece. <laughs> Shuffled on down the road a piece. Now, where does your memory were were you do you remember all of this or did did the memory kick you know did you come out of the haze later on um, uh, I, I remember through up uh, the steve earl stuff and then it gets a little murky uh-huh. uh but but i was woken up the next morning by our mutual friend uh the husband of the friend that went to police station with you yes who was more than delighted to walk me through every excruciatingly embarrassing moment uh, of the night for myself. He took extreme glee, uh, probably the longest phone call of our lives, <laughs> to, honor, uh, to walk me through everything. So uh-huh. I, can, I can remember that, which is funny. So, but That's a good yeah. one. That's always a good one. I thought it was worthy of the book, you know. Yeah, well. Well, now that we've given given it fucking away for free. <laughs> well, no, that 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 story is not in the book. So, all right, hey, 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 you won. You beat me down. <laughs> you'll be in. You'll be in my next book. Right. Promise. Promise. Okay. Or the, or if, if you can, you turn that. You turn it into a movie. Boom! I'll make you a character. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll end it there. Uh, we'll look forward to next week. We're going to do uh, appetizers, fried yeah. wontons, and uh, dumplings. That's fun. That'd and be cool. uh, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button. And this is Mike Lisk. This is Greg Wilson. And we'll see you next time on Egg Foo. What? <laughs>